0: And more importantly, we're going to give you what you want. Yeah. Something new, something fresh. we really glad that you're our friend. And this is a friendship battle. In the coming weeks and months, you will be seeing new faces, new superstars, new matchups. As of now, you are the authority. And as long as we give you less of what you don't want, And more of what you do. WWE will always be then, now, and forever. Goldberg's got feet where he wants him. Can he do this? Can Goldberg do this? He can. He can. want to hold this the hell with that Vincent Kennedy McMahon let me assure you one thing you have just why would you out of all the things in the world that you can possibly do you destroy you have buried now again, you, I guarantee you from here on out Bray Wyatt the Fiend's character is going to be now a fucking joke cause you had him lose to a fucking part timer why? A month away from the showcase of the immortals, but before the road to WrestleMania officially starts, we have Elimination Chamber, which is two days from tonight. Smackdown is tonight. It's actually going to be in Buffalo where I resign, but we are in a crash course for disaster. This is Royal Club Wrestling Podcast, which is Truly I Am The Franchise. I say that we are in a crash course for disaster because it took me a week to process what happened last Thursday at Super Showdown. With arguably your most over character on your main roster, the main show, even though I do count NXT to be a third brand now. but. The most over character, I would even say in the company right now, loses the universal title to a part-timer at that. Now, the clips that you heard earlier were just an arsenal of things. I date back every time something like this happens. I date back to that December, I believe it was 17th, 2017 edition of Monday Night Raw where Triple H basically told us, told the WWE Universe that as of now, you are the authority. He let us know that we are the authority. Yet, we have been getting these same matches. I don't know how many times we got Roman versus Corbin week in and week out or Roman versus Ziggler or Roman versus rude or Roman versus the three of them or the Usos and Roman. And we we got so much and we kept getting we're still getting the same old stuff, but yet we are the authority. The WWE universe is the authority. We decide Who should get catapulted to the highest of highs and who doesn't need that push? Yet, we're stuck here with the part-timer, with the second prestige title in the company for the men's division. Goldberg is your universal champion. Brock Lesnar is your WWE heavyweight champion. Let that sink in right now. Two part-timers are holding the most prestige titles in the company, and we're supposed to be okay with that? Now, I understand with, with Brock, Brock's contract obligates him for certain events. I'm not mad at Brock for his contract. I'm more so mad at the WWE because you gave him this contract. You gave him these dates, but then you put the title on him. More more so mad at Goldberg's reign because Goldberg, as we all know, is not really in it for the love of the business, which is what I think they should do. They should take. And this is the only way I think this story between him and Roman will be. I'm not even going to say great. It's going to be good. Is if you take Goldberg's true character, similar to Brock. Brock's real life character is not even character. Brock's real life personality, his persona, the person who he is. He's a family man. He's an ass kicker. He wants to just be on his farm, do his training, hunt, come in, Kick-ass, leave. Don't believe it. Tune into the latest edition of the Ruthless Aggression series on the network where they talk about the next big thing. They detail why Brock did what he did. Now, why Brock just pretty much was like, you know what? I'm bored. I was bored in OVW. Send me up or I quit. He got bored with the WWE. I quit. You know, this is who he is. But what they did is now they've taken this character and have amped it up and this is kind of what they've done and then you put the title on him so then it really pisses off fans because the fans is like yo he's never here but yet you have this title but yet you don't elevate the other titles hence the United States title is not being really elevated right now and I mean we all know Roman Reigns is going to win at WrestleMania. So there's not even a point of saying you're going to elevate the Intercontinental title because that title is like irrelevant now. And then we get into probably the funniest story, which is Becky and Shayna Baszler. And the news that I heard or read today about Vince. But I'm not going to get into that right now. I want to continue to talk about this situation with Bray Wyatt, Roman Reigns, Goldberg, and now John Cena in my opinion on these matches. As I said before, if Roman Reigns and Goldberg's storyline is based off of Goldberg not really caring about the business, only there for a check, you could you could finesse this to where Roman Reigns is going to be the fan favorite. He is the clear-cut fan favorite. When he came out on last Friday after Goldberg came out and Goldberg came out to a sea of... Yeah, he came out to that. He legit came out to that sea of boos. And then... He basically said, it's not, I forgot the the way he said it, but he basically was like, it's not who's last, but it's who's next. And then Roman comes out. And when Roman came out, Roman came out to a, a big ovation. <laughs> he did come out to a big ovation, but then reality set in to the WD universe. And it was like, oh shit, we got to deal with this. And then they started chanting, you both suck. You know, if they play off of that, if they play off of this and Goldberg is being this clear cut, like just, I don't give a fuck about the business. I don't care. But I can't see that happening after I watched this interview on The Bump. And him on The Bump, he pretty much was very like, well, you know, I... I'm here for the fans and I made one fan happy and, you know, I'm I'm glad that my picture is the most had the most likes on WWE's Instagram page. That is not what you want for this story, because now you don't know who to cheer for and who to boo. Now, the the universe is going to dictate the universe is going to boo Goldberg because of the fact that he beat Bray. That's a that's a clear cut. That's what they wanted. Now, thinking about it, like I said, it did take me a couple days. It did take me a week, pretty much, to kind of gather my thoughts. I did do previous. I did record previous episodes, and I was thinking of bringing it out. And then I was like, you know what? Every time I thought about it, I had to kind of go back and think, go back and think. And then I sat there and I said, OK, I'm going to do it now. And I want to express these things because I had this time to sit back and really, truly think about it and not go off in post because I am a diehard wrestling fan. And I get very passionate about this and I get very upset. If you heard the clip earlier, I literally that was my reaction right after the match was over. Right after it was over, it went right to the 24-hour truth. That's what you hear in the background. I had my commemorative WWE championship belt. I threw that shit on the floor, and I was going ballistic. I took some time to sit back and reflect and just say, okay. Then I thought, should I think about it more? Bray Wyatt, his character, The Fiend, which he's been working on, which is probably, like I said, it is the most overt character in the business right now. In WWE, he, I've always said, did not need the WWE universal title. He didn't need a belt. Not all monsters, not all heels need the belt. I've always said that. I even said that in previous podcast episodes. Bray didn't need the belt. He didn't. He could chase the belt. He could lose off disqualification and he can get a title run in the foreseeable future. But he didn't need that belt right now. He didn't because I knew the very second he loses it and he loses it to somebody who he does not, who the fans are going to go against and they're going to boo. It's not going to be good. And then it leaves you with wondering, where does Bray go? And that's what happened, especially with him losing to a part timer. Where does he go? Now, I understand why you didn't want to put Bray versus Roman because you think that the fans are going to do to Roman what they did to Seth, which is cheer for Bray, boo the shit out of Roman, Roman wins, you don't end WrestleMania on a high note. You're not ending with him, you know, yeah, he will be standing tall, hands in the air with the title of. Pyro's going crazy, but the crowd will be booing similar to what happened at WrestleMania when he fought the Undertaker and he beat the Undertaker and the crowd booed him. Pyro's everything and they booed him. And then we had the infamous Undertaker laying everything out, which we all knew wasn't going to fucking last long. But I see why they put the belt on Goldberg, because you need someone that's going to allow go allow Roman to get over. And then you look at, and like I said, and, and I was saying this on a previous episode that was not released. I said, I was like, you know, Bray's character has always been. Has always been, this Fiend character has attacked since SummerSlam. He has attacked people who, the Fiend has attacked people who Bray has had previous rivalries with. Previous stories with. I mean, The Miz is the only one that he didn't have a story with. And I'm trying to think back to the story that he had with Seth. Because prior to the Hell in a Cell, he said, you took something from me. So I was trying to figure it out. I still to this day don't know what it was, but think about it. So why not have him go against the only person? And I believe he was the one who originally began the burial of Bray Wyatt. And that's fucking John Cena. So if you put John Cena now against The Fiend and you play off of WrestleMania 30, and you play off and you show the highlights. You had the firefight fun house. You have Brace in there talking. And then when he's all laughing, but then when he gets serious. And then he starts to show the flashbacks of the WrestleMania 30 match. You start seeing flashbacks of the, and you, you can even play with the, he's got the whole world. Like you could play off of that. like The, the possibility of this storyline and what you can possibly do with this. Is amazing, but it's only going to be amazing if they do it correctly. We'll see what happens tonight. There is a firefight on the house that's going on. I'm recording right now. It is about two o'clock in the afternoon. I'm going to be at work, so I won't be able to fully watch Raw, I mean, SmackDown in its entirety, but I will watch it when I get home. I'll, you know, watch when I get home and then we have the pay-per-view on Sunday. But I'm interested to see what they do with Bray Wyatt and what they do with this Firefly Funhouse and what they're going to do with John Cena and how much involvement John Cena is going to have leading up to WrestleMania. Are we going to see more of Cena at rest- like leading up to WrestleMania? Because if you think about it, if Cena is there on a week-in and week-out basis, you have the potential to really build on this. Or if he's like, say he's not there this week, but then he's there next week. Okay, you can build off of that. You know, if you do the alternate weeks, you know, or you do something where Cena or where Bray goes after certain people that he's affiliated with, that he's cool with. Similar to what Cena did or what Bray did with The Miz when he went at the Maurice and the baby and you know the babies but you kind of go at this Cena's family see how close you can get see how far you can push this okay so I believe that the Bray is going to eventually get back into the title hunt with and he's going to go against Roman this is a matter of win. You know, that's all. It's a matter of when, but you know, I'm not going to get into the WWE title picture because I'm, I'm not surprised. Or I wouldn't be surprised. Let me change that. I would not be surprised. Brock Lesnar retains that title. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, Hoping and praying that Drew wins this, but the way Drew has been looking very strong and dominant over these past few weeks, pretty much since the Royal Rumble, he's been dominant. He hasn't had a, a miscue. I mean, he had really hasn't. So it I would I'm pulling for Drew to win. I've been pulling for Drew since he came back. Um looking forward to this match. I think that this match is going to be a dog fight, you know. And I think I think this might be one of Brock's best matches against a big. Cuz if you think about it, all the bigs that he's fought, he's had problems with. And I feel like with This one in particular, I don't think he's going to have that big, much of a problem. So I want to get into how much things can change in a year. How the mighty have fallen. And I'm referring to the man, Becky Lynch. A year ago, Becky was on the hottest of hot streaks. She had the momentum. She was riding this momentum leading into WrestleMania. And you couldn't tell Becky Lynch nothing. And she was, the crowd loved her. I remember when she came, when they had the road to WrestleMania and and they came to Buffalo and she came out and the crowd just erupted and they ha- you've seen, I've seen so many, the man t-shirts. I have a man t-shirt. And to see where she's gone from there to now, it's pretty sad. And it's pretty damn true that you can overstay your welcome. And the man gimmick has overstayed its welcome. I think that she has she has basically became what she wanted, what she was against, what she hated. Okay, and when I see that now, and I think about. Everything that she's been going through, everything that's been going on, all the trials and tribulations and everything that she's done. And I asked myself, you know, what could Becky do differently? Because let me tell you something on Monday in Brooklyn, when she came out with the Conor McGregor chinchilla coat <laughs> with her glasses and was at the announce table with Jerry King Lawler and had the crown, Jerry King Lawler's crown, which is now, this picture of her is now a WWE shop t-shirt now. Becky has this t-shirt and is horrible. I can't stand it now, but she looks like a goof. She looks like a fucking goofball she looks annoying she looks like the she looks like the bully that needs her ass kicked that you know she looks like the bully or she looks like the girl that was once bullied and now that she's got a little bit of the you know she got the hot girl look she got this little she went from the the ugly duckling to the swan now she just forgot her History. She forgot her struggles. Now she's kind of just like, oh, well, fuck everybody else. And now you have Shayna Baszler. And I'm going to talk about what I read earlier. It is being reported that Vince McMahon is not sold on Shayna Baszler. And it's a good possibility that Shayna Baszler will not win the Elimination Chamber. If Vince McMahon wants me to lose my everlasting mind, <laughs> he will do this and I will lose it because the way let's, let's look at where I would say y'all, the WWE universe fucked up or not the WWE universe, not us, but let's talk about how the WWE fucked up the Shayna Baszler, Becky Lynch story. Okay. After Survivor Series when Sh- Shayna Baszler won the Triple Threat match between her, Be- Becky, and Bailey, NXT Women's Champion, SmackDown Women's Champion, Raw Women's Champion, and she beat them, Becky was the one who was standing tall. And after that, we did not see Shayna Baszler at- speak on Becky Nothing. We did not see or hear from her speaking on about Becky after that match. She comes back post Royal Rumble, attacks Becky, bites Becky's neck, causing Becky to, air quote, bleed. And <laughs> this leads to them trying to make it seem like Becky was tough. No. You can't reenact Becky's toughness and what she displayed leading up to Survivor Series when Nia Jax punched her and broke her nose or broke her face. You can't reenact that because that was organic. That was pure. It was an accident, but the aftermath of it was so powerful. That image of Becky standing in the middle of the crowd with her hands, with her hands held, with her hands open, blood on her hands, her face is covered in blood. And she got that smirk. You can't reenact that. You can try, but then we know it's not real because Becky gets a bit on her neck. And then the next night, there's not even a, the next week, there's no patch. There's no mark on her that makes it seem like she got bit. It's nothing. Someone bites me in my neck. I'm ready to kill. They didn't do that. Oh, she just, you know, said, oh, you know, I'm going to, you know, I I hope you win that elimination chamber. And that's where they fucked up, too, because you take. We all know what that match was going to be but now you just make it an elimination chamber and the winner faces Becky. Why? Why didn't you just have an elimination chamber for the SmackDown Women's title? Because we already knew ideally what was going to happen. We knew that Becky and Shayna was going to fight. Lead up to this. Show vignettes of Shayna Baszler. Talk about her. You're not doing anything to get the... WWE main roster acclimated to Shayna Baszler, which is why she's not getting and receiving the, she's not receiving the heat that is needed for her right now. She's not. So that's why I feel like Vince is kind of indecisive because she's not getting that heat. But you're not doing anything to prep her to get this heat. You're not sitting there. You're not showing vignettes. You're not showing what she did in NXT. You're not talking about her as much. She's not coming out here doing what she did in NXT. Why? But Paul Heyman apparently is so big on her and thinks she could be a monster heel. Show it. You're not. Have her show up with the horsewoman. That's even more. Show her with her crew. Because once she gets called up, what's going to happen with those two? They're going to... they Because clearly they're not doing nothing at NXT. They go where Shayna goes. So put her with her group, which then is going to elevate it even more to be like, damn, well, what's going to happen? The Monday night after, is Ronda Rousey going to show up? There's a photo that's been floating around this, I think, today of Ronda Rousey at the WWE headquarters. Is that any inkling? Is that any prediction that she may, she may possibly be ruling a return? They said Becky Lynch is supposed to be taking some time off after WrestleMania. Okay. Let the horsewoman destroy her. Let Shayna, let Ronda, let the other two come in And destroy Becky and send her away. Perfect. Because then when she comes back, she can come back, ideally SummerSlam, or ideally, you know, if we go even further, ideally Survivor Series. I don't think it's gonna be that long, but let's just go. She's gonna be gone to about August. Perfect setup. Because then you have the Four Horsewomen. And you can have them show up on Raw. They can pop up on SmackDown. They can eliminate the Horsewoman. Now you're building on something. You're building on something. Don't let it like happen like, okay, we're going to have this pay-per-view. We're going to have this pay-per-view. We're going to have this. No, you need to make this a long rival. Let it Let it drag because we all know. This rivalry needs to happen. This matchup needs to happen. Slow burn. Okay. Slow burn. That's all I'm saying. Now, speaking of like the women's division and everything, it is announced NXT will, the NXT women's title will be defended first time ever on WrestleMania on the main card, on the main roster. Rhea Ripley, the NXT women's champion, will be defending it against. Charlotte Flair WrestleMania. I am going on record on saying that Bianca Belair will be and should be inserted into this to where you have a triple threat. And if you have a triple threat, I am predicting Bianca Belair will win her first title at WrestleMania. You heard it here first. From me, this is my prediction. I'm saying it. She will win her first title, major title, at WrestleMania against them two. Because if you think about it, for me, I look at it like, well, she hasn't won the title yet. What's holding her back? There's no bigger event than WrestleMania. Let her win. Let her have her WrestleMania moment. And I promise you it will be phenomenal no pun intended cuz just think about it you know she hasn't she's she's been so close yet has not been able to reach that to grab that brass ring to grab that title and i feel like athletically her Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair athletically are the most athletic female superstars on the roster. Naomi is agile, but off of like pure strength, athleticism, everything Bianca Belair and Charlotte Flair are the total package. Okay, they have it all. So it wouldn't pass me and I wouldn't be upset if she, Bianca Belair, won the title. I want her to win. I do. I want her to win the NXT women's title. But I wanted to just get on here to discuss those few things. There's a boatload of other things that's going on. Like NXT, Tomasa Ciampa and Johnny Gargano, Triple H and Shawn Michaels, the like the this generation's Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they're going at it. We now are seeing what Velveteen Dream has in store, which is the NXT title. He will be, I'm predicting, going against Adam Cole at TakeOver. And Finn Balor, my guy, looks like he will be going to the UK. And looks like he will be taking on Walter at TakeOver Liverpool, I believe. um, For the NXT UK title. Very surprised. But then again, if you think about everything that he's accomplished on in, in NXT, it's only right that he may go to NXT UK and take over there. No pun intended. You know? And then, you know, I want to discuss a little bit with about AEW right now. Also, just because of the what has transpired with the WWE. This is not the first time that WWE has fucked up at the wrong time with AEW doing something that week or whenever. And I say that because this is what happened. Not Survivor Series. Hell in a Cell. Look what happened. It was right around the debut of AEW. So everybody was going to be clamoring to AEW after this. Because fans are like, this is bullshit. And we're not going to tolerate this. We're going to go to AEW. And so far, even though it's not the Monday Night War, it's Wednesday and NXT is its own brand. And NXT is has no, they have no ties to what's going on around SmackDown unless we have situations where, for instance, Charlotte goes to NXT and when they have the inner rival the inner brand rivals survivor series mainly being that aew has been crushing the ratings and that's because everybody's gravitating towards that because it's an alternative from the wwe because people are turned off by the wwe In these actions, getting a part-timer to get the universal title, to get a part-timer to hold the heavyweight title. Somebody said it. They was like, yo, I get nostalgia sales, but if you keep this up, we're not going to have nostalgia in a couple years from now. That was a tweet. Somebody said. And I agree. Goldberg's 53 years old. I like when Stone Cold comes, which he will be arriving on March 16th, 316, which is ironically on a Monday. He will be on Raw to discuss that, not to discuss 316, but to be there on that Raw. But I like when Stone Cold appears because it's random. You don't know when he's coming. I like when Triple H pops out. You don't really know when he's showing up. I like when The Rock, you definitely don't know when he's showing up. They appear because that nostalgia, when you hear their music hit, it brings that joy back. Goldberg, eh. Brock, eh. There's no nostalgia there. Even Undertaker, when Undertaker comes, that nostalgia is still there. Why? Because he doesn't show up all the time. He's not inserted in these storylines where he's going to win a title. Haven't you noticed that? He has not competed for a heavyweight title in some years. Think about that. Nostalgia. That's what Undertaker brings to the table. Even Big Show. Big Show brings that now. Big Show wasn't wrestling in two years, and he showed up recently. But I do also want to discuss, like I said, I want to discuss AEW because AEW did Pac and Kenny Omega... Not this past Wednesday, but the Wednesday before, put on arguably the second best match of the year, next to Keith Lee's match against Dominic Dolcevic at Takeover Portland. This thirty man, this thirty minute Ironman match between those two was phenomenal. It was a telling. It was. I miss Pac Neville at WWE and Kenny Omega. If you. Never seen a Kenny Omega match before this one. That's why people love Kenny Omega. Arguably one of the greatest in-ring performers of this time. Um, I'm very glad that he's not in WWE because I think that they would have fucked his character, his image, his career up. But, hey... You know, I, I see that AEW, they are kind of on a rise. I see, I'm hearing things that Luke Harper might be coming there. I know Jeff Hardy is resigned with the WWE, but I know that Matt Hardy is basically let his contract expire. He's not coming back right now at this moment. He did release a video on his YouTube page explaining the explaining his situation he further um is further indicated that he may may not go to a e w um I wouldn't mind him being a e w and i I just see these things happening, and I genuinely like what I'm seeing with just the alternative things I mean now don't get me wrong, I've been on record saying I feel like a e w is w c w And not WCW in its prime. This is WCW past its prime, right before they was getting bought out. Okay, that's what I see. But with that all being said, I am going to bid y'all adieu. This is a Royal Club Wrestling podcast. I am the franchise. I am going to do a little things, a little. Things a little bit differently. You know, I want to discuss more about the documentaries and things like that. If you haven't checked out the Ruthless Aggression, I'm going to kind of describe a little bit of that when I when I dropped the next episode talking about this Ruthless Aggression um, series that's on the network. But I do want to address that because I feel like this might be a good question. Which era was better? Ruthless Aggression or the Attitude Era? and I may have a guest to help me discuss this. This is the franchise from the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. You can follow us. You can follow the podcast on RCW pod, RCW underscore podcast on Instagram. Please subscribe, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. You can subscribe on Spotify if you don't have Apple. And Google podcast if you don't have Spotify or Apple or you can listen to us on Anchor okay take care enjoy if you are watching um, Elimination Chamber it is this Sunday after Elimination Chamber they are playing a best show on FCW, which I'm interested in watching. FCW is what NXT was before NXT became NXT. So I will catch y'all. Pay attention to the podcast page on Instagram this weekend. I will be doing my predictions on Sunday, and then I will be doing my reaction to the pay-per-view Sunday night as well. Take care, and I will see y'all all, all, or I will talk to y'all all later.